This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Live and local, this is Acadiana's number one sports station, 1037 The Game. Streaming live on 1037thegame.com and on the free 1037 The Game mobile app. It's Saturday. Take a walk on the wild side and get your Saturday started with an inside look under the dome with the world-famous CD. Do you know who I am? I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. On 103.7 The Game. And welcome, everyone, to the must-listen-to-Saturday morning sports talk show. To a certain extent, the only Saturday morning show going on right now in all of Acadiana. And I'd say probably the entire state of Louisiana under the dome with CD on 103.7 in the game. Coming to you live, as always, from the 103.7 the game studios. And I don't know, maybe not all of you might be on the road right now. Because obviously with everything going on, I was driving on the way here. And there was hardly a soul at the local at the local place where I like to get a little bit of a drink before I get on this show. And obviously it's a Pepsi. Don't worry. That being said, I'm just looking forward to this show. There's a lot of great reasons why. But if you're kind of cooped up, let me know how you're how you're listening to the program. And here's how you do it. Take a picture of your setup. If you listen on a clock radio, if you listen to your smart speakers, to me, if you listen to it through an old school clock radio, mobile app, whatever, take a picture of it and send it to me at Clint Doming on Twitter. C-L-I-N-T-D-O-M-I-N-G-U-E. I should change it to the, to the famous CD, but that's a different point entirely. But let me know how you're listening, because I think it's definitely an interesting time we're living in where everybody's largely just staying at home, working from home. We're still kicking it inside the game studios, and we will continue to do so because we can. And, well, we've got a special guest to start off the program, and we need to get hype. Come on, go! Get high, baby! Come on, go! Come on, go! Get high! Get high! Come on! And I think we're all getting hype right about now. And this guest is coming to you live from the Uso Penitentiary. It is the one, the only, Alan Maggle, host of the XF. This is the XFL show, the official XFL podcast. Obviously, the season's canceled, but we'll still talk to him about what he liked. From the inaugural season of the rebooted XFL. Al Maggle, what's going on? Lockdown under the dome, Clint. What a perfect name for a radio show at this time. Under the dome. I feel safe. I feel cozy. I'm ready to talk some XFL, WrestleMania, how I'm spending my time. Whatever you want, man. I'm just happy to be here. Hope everyone in Acadian is safe, healthy, and staying the hell home. I think they're staying the hell home, man, because I was driving down the road, getting over to the game studios, and I did not notice hardly a soul. It was like a ghost town. I'd half expect to see some tumbleweeds tumbling on down the interstate. <laughs> yeah, well, this, that's that's good news, then. That's a good sign. That means that everybody's chilling on this Saturday, Clint, and unfortunately there's no XFL football to watch, but uh, there's plenty to talk about regarding five magical weeks of that league, and I'm still doing the podcast for the league, and uh, we're, we're having a lot of fun with it. We're going to be hopefully checking in with some players in the near future to see how they're doing, but I don't know if you saw, uh, coming up in a couple of days, the NFL is going to be able to start taking a crack at some of the XFL players, and I thought, I don't know about you, but 
there are a handful of them that I think definitely could be playing in the fall. I think there's several that can be playing in the fall, Alan. And before we get to that, you know, you brought it up perfectly about how everybody's starting to take these measures. I think everybody started taking these preventative measures and started realizing how real this was. The second we heard the, the, the man that's pretty much running the state, but not the governor, and that is Kojo. The state of Louisiana has people all over the state working as hard as they possibly can for us to get through this. Look, we all know we're from Louisiana. We're tough. We're resilient. I, I encourage you to follow the game plan. Just like I asked the Tigers, man. We put 11 men on the field, and we fight like Tigers. It's about execution. It's about one team, one heartbeat. Everybody pulling together like this. Like this, nobody gets in between us. This is not the time to be selfish. I urge young people to stay home. Do the things that you need to do. You don't need to be out on the streets doing all kinds of stuff. This is not the time to do that stuff. It's amazing just having Coach O saying one team, one heartbeat when talking about battling COVID-19. That's that's how you get the message across, though, Clint. It, for, for different people, it's a, it was a different moment. It was a different message that, that got it through to them. So, unfortunately, there are probably still a handful of people out there who still haven't gotten the damn message. But when Coach O's telling you, yeah, someone in Louisiana is going to take that to heart. Actually, I had to take the car for a spin so the battery wouldn't just die sitting in my garage. So I, I drove down the street to a friend's house. Didn't go inside. I just said hi from the street while they were on their porch. But I waved and said, one team, one heartbeat. Let's keep the social distancing going because I learned that from Coach O. And I love it that there is that different reality setting in moment for everybody. For me, it kind of was, oh, I'm going to say when I was three years old and realized WrestleMania was once a year, and then I never went outside except once a year. But that's just me. For other people, it was the NBA canceling their season, the XFL canceling the season, uh, UFC, Dana White reluctantly having to stop fights. There are all sorts of different stuff, but nothing tops Coach O. I think we should make him uh, give him a national platform to just tell the country that message instead of just the state. Let everybody know that everything is going to be A-OK and have the Coach O tell us that. I think at the end of the day, that's how you know things are for real when you got him pretty much rallying the troops like he rallies his players before the games, obviously a national champion. And again, I think that Coach O runs Louisiana. I don't care what kind of title he has. Coach O runs the state of Louisiana, but that's a different conversation for a different day, Alan. Let's get to the XFL. And you were actually at the first ever XFL game in the reboot for 2020. You were down on the sideline chatting with the best in the world, Shane McMahon. We'll get to that in a second. But chat me up. What did you enjoy the most from that first ever game that you were down on the sideline for? Well, the thing I love the most actually from that game was when I went up into the stands. Being on the sidelines was amazing. I mean, standing two feet from the commissioner of the league as the league kicked off. Uh, but I went to the stands during the game to gauge like what people people's reaction to it. I mean, I love the game itself, and watching the kickoff was amazing, and seeing seeing the different rules in action. But just observing how people reacted to it that was my favorite part. So I was sitting there in D.C. at that first game, guys. I had just was listening to the eavesdropping and hearing people like, "What? Wait, what's going on with this? They're they're going for they could go for three here. Why wouldn't they go for three every time?" And I said, "You." And I tell these guys, "You should start a go for three chant." And people start chanting go for three. It was great. And then you saw, like, in D.C., the beer snake. Like, it did start developing that very first game 
where people started having a lot of fun, just seeing the little traditions. My favorite part overall for the first five weeks, Clint, besides the broadcast and the audio you get to hear, was just that this was, think of it as you're the first fan of a team. Imagine if you were the very first Raging Cajun fan for the very inaugural season. You get to create all the traditions that will be used from there till the end of time. That is an honor and, and, and a lot of fun. So seeing that develop week one in D.C. was pretty cool. I love it. It's all right now with Al Maggle, part of the This Is The XFL show and also Brain Buster Radio. Is, is that still going on? Like I haven't seen it pop up on the podcast feed in a hot minute, Alan. Yeah, Brain Buster Radio is it's – I don't want to call it a, a hiatus. Uh, Brain Buster Radio is being held in abeyance. But we'll be back with some special episodes. We did a Royal Rumble episode. Uh, we'll, I'm trying to get the boys together for a WrestleMania conversation. Uh, but yeah, we'll be, we'll, it'll not, WrestleMania like Hulkamania, or excuse me, Brain Buster Radio like WrestleMania and Hulkamania will never die. So we're around. Exactly, Alan, exactly. But, you know, let's go back to the XFL. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things that I notice, and I feel like the NFL is just going to immediately try and use this down the, in the not too distant future is that guy up in the booth. I think that's absolutely the right way to do things and have him be a featured part of the broadcast to where you go up in the booth and you see this guy running the replay, be it, you know, with a mouse or with an Xbox controller. This guy is absolutely just telling you everything that you need to know about this play with the utmost transparency. This is something I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, the NFL is going to be adopting sooner rather than later. I do. I do for sure. That was, that was a, that's a great point because that, you know, felt like at least you getting a glimpse at what they're talking about. You're in the know so you understand when they mess up, even if they do, which was rare in the XFL. Usually that booth guy or, or woman got it right. So uh, only only thing I would want the NFL to do different, Clint, or the XFL to change in Season 2, wouldn't you rather see instead of an Xbox controller, maybe like a, a Nintendo Power Glove? I think that'd be more efficient. <laughs> I, I'd be interested to see how that how that would work, Alan. Like, uh, hypothetically, you'd go, like, basically, it's like, a, what, what was that game in The uh, the Wizard? Was it Rad Racer? Yeah, Rad Racer. Yeah, where, mean, where, I, where you'd go, where you move your hands to the left to rewind and right to fast forward. How would you do slow-mo? There's a number of questions I'm wondering now. Program that thing. It's the power glove. <laughs> I love the power glove. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> but, you know, it's just that was one of my favorite parts of the broadcast, along with the fact that they embrace something that no other league is even going to be coming close to like embracing and that is the degenerate gambling aspect of the game. That's why I loved watching the hey, four hey, hey. legal legal gambling in most states, Clint. So, yeah. so watch your tongue anymore with that degenerate stuff. Although Louisiana, still, you guys are yet to approve of, of good old fashioned American gambling fun, huh? I'm just saying, Alan. I'm I'm calling it now. As soon as all this stuff blows over and we're going to be kind of hitting hard times, Daddy, we are bringing legalized gambling to louisiana i feel it in my bones we're gonna have sports betting in our lives we needed we needed our back needed in our lives alan it's it's essential i mean i, I don't know miss melissa my lovely fiance it's the easiest way to get her involved and interested in watching a sporting event so i i think it's to save to save the these couples you got to approve it you got to it so and the xfl was all about it it was all over the all over the broadcasts i mean that they embrace so much. They embrace that. They embrace uh, 
the 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 access on the sidelines. You saw a few moments where you saw Cordell Jones call out a teammate. Uh, he saw Matt McGloin speak his mind about uh, the Guardians' game plan. You saw Josh Johnson on a phone call with Norm Chow telling him to just coach and call plays. It was it was awesome. It's fascinating. And best of all, Clint, they embraced the fans, including myself and our little podcast, and we became the first official podcast of the XFL. And we get to work right now. We're up all up on XFL.com, even though the league canceled the season. Everyone can still listen to the show. We, we're still rolling, covering the league, talking about the league because they damn sure damn bomb playing a season in 2021, and we're going to be here covering it all the way up till kickoff next year. And, you know, my next question is, you brought up all the, like, audio that you're hearing from the players on the sideline. And, you know, I'm just going to bring it up. Which one was your favorite kind of soundbite you heard on the field? Was it the defenders? I believe it was one of the defensive players, I think, for the Roughnecks, telling them uh, the Dallas Roughnecks to get Landry Jones the bleep out of the league? Or was it, like, every time they went to Norm Chow up in the booth where he was basically saying, buff, 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 he was saying all these random things. That made no sense at all. Don't child. Uh, okay, baby, we got to go. We got to just get what we can do here, baby. Let's do what we can do here, baby. No, my favorite was easily Winston Moss, the head coach of the LA Wildcats. You can't, you can't touch. Run through a brick wall for that guy. I mean, the, he did. He had a halftime speech where I mean, it was it was just so much, such a pleasure for me on the audio end to bleep everything in that speech that was just tremendous. And then he had. The great quote, going for it on fourth down, yelling at his quarterback or Norm Chow, I don't know who he was talking to. But he was talking to the about quarterback. Yeah, going, you want it? I'm going to give it to you right now. And the, <laughs> now go for it. Fourth down in like the third quarter on their own 20-something, you know, or 19. Just, it was so cool. He was such a such a fun coach to watch. And we got to interview him a, a bunch and, uh, my co-host Bryant it lives out in LA, so he goes to a lot of Wildcats functions, and he's kind of like family with the team. This when I met Winston Moss in person, he bear hugged Bryant like that. That whole team embraces us, and yeah, they got he's got a special place in my heart for sure. Very biased towards Winston Moss. Hey, Alan, you don't mind hanging tight for a few minutes? We can take a quick time out, and we'll keep going with the XFL stuff, right? I'm not going anywhere. I'm on lockdown in the USO Penitentiary, Clint. I'm going to probably binge watch some WrestleManias when I'm done with you, so I'll hang tight, man. All right, Alan Maggle, we're going to be back after this in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Under the Dome with CD right here on Acadiana Sports Station, 103.7 The Game and 103.7 TheGame.com. The numbers don't lie, because when you listen to Under the Dome with CD, your knowledge of sports increases by 141 and two-thirds percent. Now, let's get back to the genetic freak of sports talk. Fat on Acadiana Sports Station, 1037 The Game. We gotta give the people what they want. Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD on Acadiana Sports Station. 1037 the game and 1037 the game.com. And what I mean by giving the people what they want, that means give them more, a little more. Alan Maggle right here on Acadian of Sports Station 1037 the game. He's coming to you live from the Uso Penitentiary. We're coming to you live from the game studios where we are just a okay. Again, under the dome, I guess means hey, we're, we're underneath this hermetically sealed dome, maybe like the Simpsons movie. 
So trust me, we're we're just fine here inside the game studios. Plenty of food, plenty of bubbly. We're good to go for the foreseeable future here inside the game studios. Make sure if you, however you're listening, tweet at me at Clint Doming and take a picture of the radio, the mobile app, the smart speaker, whatever you're, however you're listening to us. Let us know how you're doing it during these trying times. And Alan, you brought it up earlier about the fact that come Monday, if I'm not mistaken, the NFL is going to start being able to sign these XFL players. Give me three XFL players right here, right now. That could be a Tommy Maddox, a Rod Smart, and, and translate well in the NFL. Oh, man, this, there's a lot to choose from, Clint. Top of my list is P.J. Walker. Yes. Sure, the quarterback who's playing for the Houston Roughnecks. On track. The to uncrowned get champions. Oh, he, well, I, 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 you got to play. They would have to play the playoffs. I was, I was, I'm not crowning him, but P.J. Walker was, he was awesome. He reminded me a lot of, for me, my comp was Brett Favre, just seeing how he was kind of, Kind of reckless with the ball, just throwing it down. He rarely, you know, unlike Brett Favre, it wasn't throwing picks, and just the athleticism, the toughness, the 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 awareness. He just is, I think, a guy who, if given the shot in the NFL, I mean, and there are so many mediocre quarterbacks in the NFL that don't possess the kind of ability PJ Walker has. I think, given the shot, he could do something special, be that kind of Tommy Maddox story, if you will. Cam Phillips, his wide receiver. Played at Virginia Tech. I mean, he the guy had what nine touchdown catches, I believe. Uh, he was he had he had three of the five XFL Stars of the Week awards. He was he was the best target for PJ Walker. He was just always in the right place at the right time. Could go downfield, could outrun guys. So, you know, just get him in a camp, and I think Cam Phillips could be one of those players. And then I think the player that we were talking about before the season that's going to probably have the brightest future in the NFL is the safety Kenny Robinson from, from the St. Louis Battlehawks, who was a ball hawk for the Battlehawks. He had a couple of picks. He was one of the best defenders on one of, one of, if not the best defense in the XFL. I think he probably learned a lot playing with some, they had a lot of veterans on that team too. Will Hills played forever and was one of the best players in the XFL this season too, but playing safety alongside him for Kenny Robinson probably taught him a lot. And I think he'll be a good player coming into the NFL draft because he is technically going to be a rookie coming out of West Virginia air quotes. I hope that when he gets drafted though, they do announce Kenny Robinson, St. Louis battle Hawks uh, at the podium. We'll see what happens, but those are the three players I've circled. All right, Alan, without a doubt, I think we need to kind of like move away from the XFL. Cause it's safe to say 2021 is right around the corner. We're, we're all getting ready for that. We're getting hyped about that. But I think we need to get hyped about something that I don't think any of us ever saw coming. A WrestleMania with no fans in two weeks' time. And not only is it going to be one night, it's going to be two nights, which is something that I predicted happening down the road not long after Wrestle Kingdom announced it was going to be two nights. It felt like Mania was eventually going to go to two nights. I just didn't expect it to happen this fast. Yeah, and here we are. It's too big for one night now, Clint. It's but not big enough for fans. It's going to feature probably what is going to go down. I'm calling it now as the greatest wrestling match that ever will happen under God's hot sun when that bulldog Biatch Goldberg goes down to the big dog. ACC versus SEC in the main event of WrestleMania for the Universal title, Clint. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, Alan. It's absolutely amazing. Just to think about the fact that this is going to be, it's too big 
for just one night, and it's going to be over the course of two nights, no fans, and now now I can say that I now we now there's shirts out, Alan, for people who aren't there. Like I wasn't there. Like why was this around like five years ago? Yeah, you can finally get your WrestleMania I wasn't there shirt, <laughs> This is this is kind of rough for me. So I had a bachelor party booked around Tampa Bay for my for WrestleMania weekend. It was gonna be, I believe this would have been my eighth WrestleMania in a row or or seventh or eighth. So my the streak is over for me and anyone else who had a streak of attending WrestleMania. But now we get two nights of entertainment to rely on. That see, that's a rare commodity. Two nights of live entertainment uh, during this time is going to be really rare. So I kind of uh, appreciate the WWE for extending it because now we have two days to look forward to uh, programming. You know, we can you can only watch so many movies. You can only watch so much news for damn sure. So uh, this is really cool. I like that they're also going to be for the next few weeks uh, on Sundays having ESPN air some old WrestleManias, although I think they should be showing some more classic WrestleManias, maybe like WrestleMania. 17. Oh, I, I probably would show WrestleMania 3, WrestleMania 17 throw in there, and 33. Those are three of my personal favorites. But some people would say 8, too. But they're showing, I think, 30, 34, 35. That's cool. Definitely uh, think people should watch that. If you have the network like me, I mean, I've been, I've actually been watching the last two days, been watching old Mid-South wrestling to get my fill, Clint, of some, some rowdy crowds. Cause the thing is, any new wrestling show you watch for a minute won't have those crowds. So I'm watching people scream at Big Cat Ernie Ladd on the WWE network lately. That is amazing, Alan. And, and again, thank you so much for coming on from the Uso Penitentiary. I'm just looking forward to the next few weeks because again, you brought it up perfectly. Entertainment is a is a hot commodity, a lot like toilet paper right about now. So, Alan, thanks so much for coming on. We'll talk to you down the road once you get out of the Uso Penitentiary. Gotta give the people what they want. Yes, like you, you do. Everybody out there in Acadiana, stay safe. Stay home, stay healthy, wash your hands, and most importantly, have a good time all the time during this crazy time. Yeah. All right, that was Alan Michael. You can follow him on Twitter at Alan Michael Show. We'll keep the show going on, but we'll change the topic just a little bit because I feel like having just a little bit of fun right now with this whole self-isolation and quarantining, and I think you'll love where I'm going We'll be back after this on Acadiana Sports Station, 103.7 The Game and 1037thegame.com. The famous CD is a five-tool player of sports talk. He can talk about a lot of different things, even some soccer. You Manchester United supporters, sing the Manchester United song. Okay, maybe not soccer. Back to Under the Dome on 103.7 The Game. Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD on Acadiana Sports Station, 1037 The Game and 1037thegame.com. Coming to you live from the game studios. Once again, appreciate Alan Michael for joining the program right out the gate, a half hour of straight up talk about the XFL, WrestleMania, and obviously a little bit of fun about this whole COVID-19 situation. Sometimes you just got to laugh to keep yourself from, you know, 
definitely kind of losing a little bit of a little bit of your mind because trust me, it can be a lot to deal with right about now. And trust me, it's it's been a struggle for all of us. Hopefully, you've been able to kind of keep yourself sane in that meantime and in between time. But we got a couple more guests coming on later in the show for the next forty five minutes, give or take a few minutes. We will be guest free. The 1037 The Game Hotline, wide open, 337-706-0111. If you want to talk about anything, obviously, the big story, Emmanuel Sanders signs a two-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. That's a big get. That's another target for Drew Brees and crew. What are they going to do now with that number 24 pick? I'll talk about that a whole lot more in a little bit. 1115, we got Mike Neighbors. He's joining. He's coming on to our neighborhood Talk a little bit about the Saints and also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He does a little bit with them as well. So trust me, we're going to get to all that a little bit later on in the program. But hey, if you want to let us know how you're listening, be it the free mobile app. You can download that for free, iPhone and Android. Your smart speaker, if you're stuck at home, if you're working from home for the foreseeable future and you don't have your 1037 The Game fix, the smart speaker is your friend. And you can hit us up. Hit me up, actually, on Twitter, at Clint Doming. Tweet at me a picture of how you're listening, be it the free mobile app, smart speakers, clock radio, your radio in your car, if you're actually driving. Make sure you stop and park and park the bad boy before you take that picture because, obviously, I don't want you texting and driving. Be safe out there, folks. Be safe out there. You can hit me up at Clint Doming, C-L-I-N-T-D-O-M-I-N-G-U-E. That's how you hit me up about that. But, again, I say the hotline is open, 337-706-0111, for a reason. Because I've got a question. And it's something I feel like everybody's going to want to pose down the road. And that is, if in the event that you had to be, if you could choose your quarantine buddy, let's just put that put it that way, your quarantine buddy, and this is just kind of for funsies, because why not, my thought process is, who would you want to be quarantined with for two weeks to a month that you don't already kind of spend time, plenty of time with? Because you think about it, your wife, your kids, your your significant other, however you do it, if you're living with them, they're kind of out of that picture. Because I feel like at the end of the day, you live with them enough. But I'm saying if you're having to be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, quarantined with that person for two weeks to a month, who would that be and why? Hit us up, 337-706-0111. It's a fun question, and I'm going to give it a little bit of a sports twist for me. Is I think that's going to that's be more interesting about it. Who would you want to hang out with during this time? And considering the fact that whenever this is all said and done, things will go back to normal. This isn't a y'all are quarantined for two weeks to a month, and then when you finally get out, you wind up seeing the world in a whole different light and potentially you have the world be changed forever because of one reason or another. And for me, it's just, I want, I don't want this to be a zombie apocalypse scenario because then we wind up putting up a whole different conversation about who would you want, want to wind up having to survive the apocalypse with. And I think a lot of people will probably wind up choosing in a sports perspective, a big old defensive lineman, somebody that can definitely Bring the that might be a conversation for another day, but like what three or four guys would you want to have around you during a zombie apocalypse? But right now, it's all about who would you like to have in a quarantine situation for two weeks to a month where both y'all have to never leave the house, 
for two weeks to a month, and don't worry, you're you're covered in terms of food and everything. You've you've we there's enough more than enough rations for you, and I'm just gonna kind of break it all down for you. So here's how I would do it. I think, without a doubt, the quarantined person I would I would love to just be around for two weeks to a month with would be, I think, Drew Brees. Because I think Drew Brees would be the one to kind of keep me level-headed. Because it feels like he is always even keel. I think he'll never be a guy that could wind up just, like, snapping at you and getting, like, really, really angry. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy. So to me, I think Drew Brees would be the best case scenario in that situation where y'all are just quarantined for two weeks to a month. Y'all be able to discuss things and be able to just hang out, get to know him a bit, a little bit better, and more importantly, he would probably keep me in line and make sure I don't lose my mind. Because again, I have a lot of things just going on in my head with all this stuff about COVID nineteen and whatnot. So if you like have an idea of who you'd want. And if you thought, even thought about this, hit me up, 337-706-0111 to let us know about your thoughts on if you had the opportunity and you were going to be quarantined with anybody in the world, who would it be and why? Because I think that's just an interesting question. I think everybody wants to, is thinking about this point in time because honestly, sometimes maybe you just don't want to be with the with the kids or, or your wife for those two weeks to a month. To where, you know, again, this is a pure pure hypothetical situation. And to me, I think that's the way I would do it is Drew Brees. Because, again, he seems like a level-headed guy. And with me getting increasingly paranoid, and again, in my situation, you still have access to social media and you still have access to television, whatever medium. I think Brees would be that guy to say, hey, like, turn off the TV for a bit. Let's do some meditation. Like, he seems like a guy that would be into meditation also, just kind of, Set yourself up to where you know that you're going to be okay when it's all said and done. And keeping you even keel, no matter what would happen. And again, in this hypothetical situation, whenever it's all said and done, you come out after a month, things are okay. You're even well-stocked. You didn't go through all your food. You didn't go through all the rations. So, hey, you're good to go. Everything's okay. And you're happy. And you're healthy. And you were able to hang out with Drew Brees for a month. That'd be pretty awesome. And a couple more probably off top that I could think of. I think without a doubt, I'd love to uh, spend like two weeks to a month isolated with uh, like Jeff Bagwell. Let's just go with that. Jeff Bagwell would be one as well. Because I know there's because I'm sure I'd have like umpteen stories to share with him about all kinds of stuff. And we'd be able to like talk about his career and just spend two weeks talking about that. And then when we get out, we can do a show live. We can do a show for like two hours and just talk about all the stuff that we talked about over the course of two weeks. And it'd be fun. I think it'd be highly entertaining radio. But again, it's just me kind of spitballing some stuff when it comes down to it. And it looks like, again, I mean, I've, I've got the 103.7 game hotline wide open, 337-706-0111. Looks like this isn't garnering much of a of a reaction. Let's just put it that way. Hey, I don't mind kind of pivoting a little bit here on this Saturday morning. Hopefully you're you're enjoying it however you're doing so. I'm sure odds are you might be at home kind of trying to relax and unwind because trust me, like I'll say this. This last week has been wild. 
And this last week has just been unreal. because, And I think just the last, like, 10 days, because we've got so much to talk about from what happened between last Wednesday to now. Obviously, Wednesday, March 11th, a day that will definitely be living in infamy, 311 Day will not be considered 311 Day anymore in that sense, because everybody will remember March 11th, I think, as the day sports started to like get get out of our lives for a good while. Because we saw the Rudy Gobert get diagnosed with COVID nineteen. He's since been he's got he's been okay because I feel like he's been in that minority again. A lot of these elite athletes will probably be okay. Maybe their lung capacity may not be as good as it was. But I feel like that's just kind of what this what this disease COVID nineteen is going to do to somebody. It's going to ravage them from that aspect. Outside of that, though, we don't know what could happen with that. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of unknown at this point in time. Fast forward a week later, all sports are postponed indefinitely. We got the only sporting event really going on is, I believe, the Louisiana Derby going on tonight or this afternoon. That's the only thing that's really going on is horse racing. That's the only thing that's been able to kind of still go on without fans. But still, the Kentucky Derby is getting pushed back all the way to September which is just unreal to think about because, in my mind, hypothetically, let's say you've got, like, let's say the Cajuns are playing at, like, 6 p.m. on a Saturday against, you know, McNeese State. Let's just put it put it up against opening week or the week week two matchups in, the, in college football. That would be just ridiculous to have that on a Saturday because then you'd have, like, ne- nobody would really watch it. It feels like the Kentucky, and again, the Kentucky Derby is a tradition like any other. It's always been on the first weekend in May. It's always around my birthday. That's how I, that's how I remember it. Honestly, is it's always been either on or around my birthday. When my birthday falls on May fifth on a Saturday, it's usually going to be Kentucky Derby Day. So not having the Derby is just a very weird experience. Not having that till September, whenever college football season hits its peak. Whenever it's in May, we have like really. Not much to talk about. We got college baseball entering its final month. But outside that, though, there's not really much to kind of like pick off the tree. But with this, I think there's a lot of other things that we can talk about. We can talk about with the Kentucky Derby. We can break down the mat. We can break down the matchups and let you know for entertainment purposes only who's the favorite, who's the underdog, who do you think kind of could wind up winning the whole darn thing. Could there be another triple crown winner? What's going to happen next in this whole story that is is going to keep perpetuating itself when it comes down to it? All right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk a little NFL free agency, what the Saints have done so far. They've done a lot more so. It's almost general housekeeping. And you got Mickey Loomis working out the budget like an absolute boss. I, I, I don't know how the Lewis math. I need to get in on that because somehow, some way, he's able to figure out a budget and work the numbers out, open up the books, and figure it out somehow, some way to save more money per per every year to where he can actually get some really solid pieces. And another one of those solid pieces came in earlier today or last night, I should say, just before I went to bed. All of a sudden, saw it pop up. 
Manuel Sanders to the Saints. I'm like, what? That is a really good deal. I cannot wait to see that. But that happened last night. We'll talk with Mike Neighbors about 11-15. Also got Luke Montz, the manager for the Lowell Spinners, the minor league team as part of the Red Sox organization. So we'll talk to him about that, the single-A affiliate, I should say. We'll talk to him about that and a whole lot more. Obviously, COVID-19 hitting them hard as well. Before we quick take a quick timeout, there's a lot of local restaurants. You've heard the commercials throughout the day and throughout the last several days about different local restaurants with takeout and delivery. You need to support these local businesses as much as possible because, trust me, they are going to be the ones that are going to kind of probably be hit the hardest in terms of dealing with COVID-19 and how much it's affecting their overall business. And some of those include Chris's Po' Boys. Both locations are going to be open up from 1030 to 8 o'clock. Takeout going on right now. Both locations. You can check out 1037thegame.com as well for all these, complete with phone numbers, locations that we can put in your Google Maps. If you don't know where it is, you can do that. It is just that simple. Fat Pats, all their locations offering takeout from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Might try and get on that. Maybe get a little peep for myself on my way back home on this Saturday afternoon. And also, Fizos, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., all their locations offering takeout as well. Who Fizos, some dang good stuff. And also, Legends offering takeout at all their locations from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Trust me, a lot of places out there that are offering this. So check it out. 1037thegame.com is how you get informed about local restaurants with takeout and delivery. That's how we're doing it here. We want to be informational, entertainment, all the way around. Personally, I like a lot more entertainment. Because guess what? Sometimes you just want to have a little bit of a distraction. But guess what? Sometimes you need food. This is how you're going to do it. Local restaurants are offering takeout and delivery. Obviously, you got places like Pizza Hut, Domino's that are always going to be offering delivery. But guess what? Maybe not all these places don't normally offer delivery, but this is an opportunity for you to go do so and go support these local businesses. That way, they're still here when this whole thing is all said and done. Because I think that's the most important thing here. Acadiana in the entire state of Louisiana has some of the best damn food in the entire world. I think at the end of the day, whenever these if these food companies go away, what are we going to have left? It's just we want to keep these local businesses afloat. So check it out, 1037thegame.com. You go to the What's Hot tab. It is right there, and you can get in on the action and find out all the great local restaurants you could be eating at. We'll be back with more right after this. I'm going to go ahead and wipe the shoulders, chest, pants, shoes. We're going to wipe it down, and we come back. Wrap up our number one in style on Acadiana Sports Station, 1037 The Game. From the preps. I gave it a, uh, a 10. A 10. To the pros. Kick ass on one. And everywhere in between. Let's get back under the dome with the world-famous CD on Acadiana Sports Station, 103.7 The Game. Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD on Acadiana Sports Station, 103.7 The Game and 103.7thegame.com. And I was going to say, the New Orleans Saints haven't done like a whole lot heading into yesterday. But then all of a sudden, I don't know where they drop the bombshell and get 
the man they were really probably wanting when it comes right down to it, and that is, without a doubt, Emmanuel Sanders. Getting him is absolutely huge for this franchise because now it kind of frees up some room, and I think this is something that's going to wind up being like, let's be filling what's coming up in the next year or so. And right now, Saints set themselves up real nice because now you have Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. Those three guys are going to be your primary receivers. You re-sign Andrus Pete to a three-year deal, to a five-year deal, excuse me. Maybe worth a little bit too much, but I think, you know, not everybody's going to be complaining all that much. Again, just looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with the Saints and the rest of their free agency run because where are they going to be? I am looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next with the New Orleans Saints and free agency because they've done mainly kind of just a good housekeeping. They've done, they've re, they've restructured guys like Michael Thomas's contract. They've still got some guys that are still out there they they might want to keep and have them stick around. They re-signed Malcolm Jenkins. Having him back is absolutely huge at, at the end of the day. I think that's a big big get to keep him around in 2020 and possibly for a couple years after that. That's an absolutely great guy to have veteran leadership. He's not necessarily going to be the same guy he was back when he started with the Saints whenever he was in the league. To start off, I believe he was a first-round draft pick in 09, so he's he's one of the last three active players in the NFL that was part of the Saints Super Bowl roster when the Saints won it all against the Indianapolis Colts, which I'll say this. This has been just a, like, like manna from the heavens. Because me and Al, we're talking about it at the end of our segment about the fact that entertainment is at a premium right now. It's at a low quantity. Because, again, there's only so many Netflix shows. There's only so many movies that you haven't seen yet or are wanting to see. I mean, nobody's, not everybody's going to watch High Fidelity on a loop like I will. Not everybody's going to watch, you know, WrestleMania on a binge watch like Alan and some other people I know that work at the station or have worked at the station. Not everybody's going to do that. Everybody's got their own different taste and what they like and what they dislike. At the end of the day, you know, you've got to kind of figure out what you want. And one thing I want is NFL. And the NFL has obliged very cool with the fact they're going to do a free trial for everybody. It's got an NFL account, a free trial of NFL Game Pass. Trust me, this is well worth it. Mind you, the only thing I've got to complain about is the fact that, you know, you got to realize that there is no game past 2009. I think it's the one complaint that I personally have. Because I was wanting to rewatch some really old school Saints games. And I realized it only goes back to 2009. So I can just rewatch the Super Bowl and maybe rewatch some of the games from that 2009 year and rewatch those and maybe do a watch along of those. But I'd love to watch some of those old-school NFL games the Saints had back in the gap. Maybe if they had the first ever Saints game back in 1967, that'd be really cool for a lot of us, old-school Saints fans and new-school Saints fans like to watch. Because in some cases, we've never seen the full 60 minutes of that broadcast or something, something along those lines. Good old archival footage of stuff like that would be great for the people who are fiending any kind of sports, then again, the CBS is about to drop 
some great old school college basketball in a few. But we'll talk about that later. You're listening to it, KDNS Sports Station 1037 The Game and 1037thegame.com. Hour two coming up next. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Live and local, this is Acadiana's number one sports station, 1037 The Game. Streaming live on 1037thegame.com and on the free 1037 The Game mobile app. It's Saturday. Take a walk on the wild side and get your Saturday started with an inside look under the dome with the world-famous CD. Do you know who I am? I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. On 103.7 The Game. And welcome everyone to Under the Dome with CD. Hour number two, off we go to another great edition of the show. Hour number two, going to be filled with... A couple great guests. 11.15, we're going to have on Mike Neighbors, a little breakdown of what's causing all this involving the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's going on with those Bucks? Are they setting themselves up for a big run in year two with Bruce Arians as the head coach? What does he think about the rest of the team? How does this work out? What does it all look like? And then also, we're going to have on Luke Montz, a little bit different perspective. Of course, he... Played for the Boston Red Sox, the Oakland A's, and a whole lot of other franchises in his career. But now he's making his trade in the short season single-A affiliate for the Sox. The Lowell Spinners will talk to him about that and a whole lot more. Luke Mons joined the program at 11.30. In the meantime and in between time, i got the 103.7 game hotline wide open. 337 337-706-0111. 337-706-0111. And I have to say, I am just absolutely loving it right about now. Just to hear, every, seeing everybody on Twitter, I had a couple people bring in, put it in the first hour. I'm going to call those guys out right now. Our guy Mike R. and Bubba B. listening in and let me let us know how they're listening in. One's listening in via the car radio. Big ups to him. Try, maybe get out of the house for a little bit. More power to you. Make sure you practice that social distancing. Elbow bumps, no hugs. But I'm just loving life right about now. And also, Bubba B out there having a hard time catching station on his Lego radio. So he's using a really nice kind of old school boombox type setup. I like it. I like it a lot. But when it comes down to it, I talked a little bit about free agency and how much that has been just an absolute, like, just perfect situation. Everything going on right now. It is the perfect kind of like respite that we needed and just like, have wanted for months. Because at the end of the day, we're just sitting here wondering what is going on around the world, and we're just like, constantly getting bombarded with updates from the president, from Josh Gillery, the mayor parish, the the city parish mayor president, Josh Gillery, Governor John Bell Edwards. We're getting these updates on the reg, and I appreciate it. But man, sometimes you just need something else to kind of take your mind off of What's going on in the real world? That's why I love some some of the memes. I mean, the meme content has been at like an all time high. I've seen on the interwebs, and Jeff Duncan put out a great one earlier. This is more just fun with tweeting about the Emmanuel Sanders deal this morning. 
knowing Drew Brees, he probably already has Emmanuel Sanders out in Cali running CDC-approved socially distanced routes with him. So I think we're having a lot of fun with this, and I think that's what you got to do. Sometimes you just got to have a little fun and be comic relief. Sometimes because, honestly, life's too short to kind of like take it. Don't take it so seriously. You'll never get out a live little Van Wilder for you. You know, one of these days in the not-too-distant future, you know, we'll just be kind of taking a little page out of Shaun of the Dead. Go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. Exactly. We're just going to be having a pint and wait for all this to blow over. But, hey, if you listen to us, make sure you call us up if you want to. Let us know how you're how you're surviving, how you're thriving even out there. If you're working from home or whatever, and take a picture of how you're listening to us at Clint Doming on Twitter at it's C L I N T D O M I N G U E, or if we're friends on Facebook, hit me up over there. That way we can truly be best friends. Give the people or me what they want, and hit me up and let me know how you're listening in at Clint Doming on Twitter C L I N T D O M I N G U E, or even under the dome with CD, which is at under the dome CD. I don't remember what it is exactly because. It's not under the dome. It's it's under dome under under the dome CD. It doesn't have width because it wasn't enough room in the username. But again, just hit me up with that. But right now, I want to get to a little bit more rapid fire style with what everybody's talking about, and that is our one hundred three seven the game movie mania. I'm going to give you my pick for each and every matchup in that first round. Kind of go through it rapid fire and give you a reason why for each one. Starting off in the baseball region, number one is Field of Dreams versus Fever Pitch. Number one seat, this is too easy. It's got to be Field of Dreams. And then your next matchup is going to be the Natural versus the Rookie. This one's tough because I like both of these equally. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Natural because it is the old school. The It's a really good one. The Rookie is a really great story. But I gotta go. With, I gotta go with a little Robert Redford over Dennis Quaid in this one. It's tough. A league of their own versus forty-two, a five-twelve matchup. Give me a league of their own. That is a strong, strong movie. It's really, really good. There's no crying in baseball. Such great sound bites. Forty-two is just more of a autobiographical movie. It's good, but I think we wind up giving the edge to a league of their own. Burl Durham. Taking on Pride of the Yankees, a 4 versus 13 seed. And, man, the voting right now is extremely lopsided for Bull Durham over Pride of the Yankees, and I can definitely get with that. I'm going with Bull Durham as well. A great story all the way around. Really fun movie. And then we got number 6, Moneyball Rookie of the Year. Both really good movies. This is a tough matchup. I'm surprised it's not an 8 versus 9 and speaking of eight versus nines, right now they're actually re-airing a old-school North Carolina matchup on CBS Have It Right Behind Me, and that is just absolutely wild to see, to say the least. But again, number six, Moneyball, Rookie of the Year. I love Rookie of the Year for the for the comedy of it. Rosenbacker, Gary Busey as a character in the movie is just really weird. But I'm going to go with Moneyball. I like, I wound up re-watching it for the first time in a while, like while I was on vacation a couple weeks ago. And I realized how good it was and how accurate a lot of that was to how things are now in the league. So I got to go with that. Major League versus Angels in the Outfield. It is Major League without a doubt. Just a hilarious movie and probably one of the best 
baseball movies of all time that's not like taking like doesn't take itself too seriously, basically. And they also have the Bad News Bears, the OG Bad News Bears, not the crappy Bob Billy Bob Thornton remake, taking on eight men out. I think we gotta go with them out. The Walter Matthau old school bad news bears with that one. And the Sandlot. Love of the game, number two versus 15. This should be almost 100. This should be a blowout because for the love of the game is is fine, but the Sandlot is always going to be markedly better. Call me a young pup, a millennial, which is accurate, but I got to go with that in that in that matchup. And that, I feel like that's just one-sided as all get out. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Field of Dreams and the Sandlot in the final four. Number one seed, Friday Night Lights, taking on all the right moves as the 16 seed. Give me Friday Night Lights. That is just absolutely a perfect movie in terms of sports world. It's a fantastic selection. Then you got an 8-9 matchup. Draft Day taking on Rudy. Give me Rudy. Sean Asson met him in person once. Really cool guy. And Rudy's just a great movie in general. Number five, remember the Titans taking on the replacements. The replacements I've seen umpteen times, but I got to go with remember the Titans. It just hits you right in the feels every single time. It is perfect, and you start to realize Trevor Lawrence and Sunshine look exactly alike. Number four, the Varsity Blues take it on number 13, Necessary Roughness. Varsity Blues, without a doubt, I've got it in imaging for rejoins. That's how you know it's a damn good movie. Then you've got them, uh, The Longest Yard, the original, number six, and taking on North Dallas 40. i got to go with The Longest Yard. North Dallas 40 is good, but i gotta got to root for the old one with Burt Reynolds. Any given Sunday, taking on We Are Marshall. Give me We Are Marshall for that one. A sl- a, an upset if there was one. Any given Sunday's good, but man, I, I just, not as much of a fan. Waterboy versus Invincible. Give me the Waterboy. We got to put Bobby Boucher in there. And then Jerry Maguire taking on the blind side. Blind side wins this one. Upset central. Jerry Maguire, fine movie, but we got to vote for Dakocho as his, his starring role in this movie. Is, I think, honestly, that's the only reason why it's probably winning right now. I wouldn't be surprised if that makes a... Is that is that the Cinderella pick? And then we look at the basketball genre. White men can't jump. Number one overall seed taking on Finding Forrester. Give me white men can't jump. Hoop Dreams, Coach Carter. Coach Carter with the upset. Again, younger guy, so maybe that's where I'm at. Blue Chips, Glory Road. Give me Blue Chips. The number five seed, Shaquille O'Neal. I think that puts it over the edge for me. He got game. Take it on Celtic Pride. Give me he got game. Space Jam, the Basketball Diaries, a 8-11 matchup. 6-11 matchup, excuse me. That's tough. I'm going to go with Space Jam. Loving Basketball, taking on Teen Wolf. Give me, give me Loving Basketball. That's a fun one. Above the Rim, Semi-Pro in the 7-10 matchup. Give me Above the Rim. And closing out, Hoosiers like Mike. Hoosiers wins that one without a doubt. How does that be a 15 seed like Mike? That should be either 16 or not on the thing at all. Don't know how that happened, but it is what it is. I'm not going to complain. And then the miscellaneous genre, this is where the real fun is. Rocky taking on Creed. How can you not have that? How is that not ranked higher? Because I think Creed should be ranked a little bit higher. Having a Rocky franchise movie taking on another Rocky franchise movie is tough. I'm going to go with Creed being my UMBC. Creed gets the win over Rocky. I I like Rocky, but it hasn't aged as well, I feel like, in my mind. Because, again, I am more of a Rocky Four guy. Speaking of which, 
8-9 seed. Rocky Four Ten Cub. This one's tough because I absolutely love both of these movies. Ten Cub is probably the best golf movie taken on the best boxing movie in my mind, or second best. Rocky Four, a movie that's, that ended communism. we got to go with Rocky Four on that one. Raging Bull, who, Raging Bull taking on Rounders. Give me Rounders. Paid that man his monies. That is an absolutely fantastic film. You, if you haven't checked it out yet, go do so. The Wrestler, I, Tanya, squaring off. I'm surprised the wrestler's a four seed. This one wasn't necessarily, it was, again, this was a major movie production. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. But again, it didn't do nearly as well in theaters. Got a lot of love from the Oscars. Mickey Rourke got a Best Actor nominee. Marissa Tomei, she still got it. Give me the wrestler over I Tanya. Felt it was a little overrated. I'm surprised it made it into the made it into the field of 64. Happy Gilmore, Blades of Glory. Give me Happy Gilmore. It's always gonna be a classic anytime it's on. I'm gonna turn it on and watch that bad boy. Talladega Knights in at number three. Take it on Kingpin at number 14. And man, this is a tough one. But I'm gonna go with. Talladega Knights. So we've got to go with Will Ferrell, and we're going to have a Will Ferrell matchup in the round of six, the round of 32. No, excuse me, not Will Ferrell, but Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell again in the round of 32. Caddyshack taking on a miracle. Give me miracle with the upset. Because it's just so much better than Caddyshack. Again, this is a movie that just hits you right in the feels every time. And then finally, Dodgeball Days of Thunder. Give me Dodgeball making it to the round of 32. Because, again, Dodgeball is such a funny movie. Anytime it's on TV, I'm going to watch it. It created the Ocho, which is coming back tomorrow. How could you not love a movie like Dodgeball with Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn in a damn funny movie? All right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to have on our guy, Mike Neighbors. You heard me right, Mike Neighbors. Coming on the program in just a little bit, talking about those New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what they've done in free agency, and more. You're listening to Acadiana Sports Station, 103.7 The Game and 103.7thegame.com. Under the Dome with CD is a show for all the degenerates out there. You make your rules and we will break them. Let's get back to the famous CD who will break it all down for us. Yeah. On 1037 The Game. You got no Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD on Acadiana Sports Station, 103.7 The Game and 103.7thegame.com. A little tribute to the late great Kenny Rogers passed away last night, I believe early this morning. Sad, sad, sad times. But we're going to try and pick it up a little bit with our guy Mike Neighbors, part of CST. Interviews Drew Brees after each and every game during the season. But man, oh man, the NFC South just got a lot more interesting. Also does some stuff with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, the NFC South just got interesting, Mike. How you doing? I'm I'm hanging in there. I hope you guys are good in Lafayette. Uh, Kenny Rogers, boy, that's, uh, it just brings you back to memories of a station wagon growing up, man. Hearing those songs, 
but uh, showing my age a little bit here. But yeah, it's uh, you know, it, to me, it's, it's crazy what's going on in the NFC South, and you know, a you hope everybody gets through this uh, in the next couple months, and you know, you start to wonder, you know, what football season are we going to have we hope we a have a football season but you know are we going to have training camp and i know all this is secondary right now but it's, it's crazy the times we're living in right now because if we do have a football season it's going to be unbelievable i mean the nfc south is what a week for the nfc south i mean it was already an electric division in a lot of ways but with tom brady and drew Brees, i mean i don't know if we'll ever see two quarterbacks like that clint ever in the history of the NFL, playing that long, playing at this level, having the records they have, but to see them in the same division play each other twice a year, i got to think those are going to be two primetime games when the schedule comes up. Exactly. These should be either Sunday night or Monday night. I mean, at least one of these is probably going to be a Thursday night game, and the other one probably going to be a Monday night football matchup. Because these two are just so – it's the main eventers, the two biggest, the greatest quarterbacks, probably in the history of our games, being able to square off twice a year. That that nobody. If you told me like five years ago that this was going to happen, I think you were a damn liar. And you know what? Uh, the Bucks actually put out an article on their website today, and it's it's funny when you think about this. Drew Brees' lifetime has played Tom Brady. It hasn't played him directly, I know, but has faced off against a Tom Brady Patriots team five times. Brees is three and two. But the funny thing is, two of the three wins are when he was with the Chargers. And I remember one one of the losses was actually wasn't Drew Brees' fault. You know, um, late in that game, you know, Tom Brady had a drive. I remember Jabari Greer got beat in that game. And Jabari Greer, the reason I remember that, he was so stand up and faced the music afterwards. But I remember uh, it was when the Saints were off to, I believe, a 6 0 start. Could have gone to the bye week, I believe, 7 0, but lost on a last second drive to Tom Brady. And who would have thought back then? I mean, both of those guys are in the 30s. Now they're approaching their mid 40s, and we're still going to see them, and we're going to see them twice a year. And also, I go back to that game during the same Super Bowl season where they obliterated the Patriots, humiliated them in the Superdome. So whenever those two guys get together, Breeze has uh, gotten the better of Tom Brady. And in the five meetings, how about this stat? He has 12 touchdown passes and one interception in five meetings against Tom Brady. That is unreal. You brought up that 2009 game. It's probably one that's on the top of the list of the games I'll be watching while NFL Game Pass is for free. I'll be rewatching that one. <laughs> right. That, that was such like a. I, I remember talking to people the day after and saying that was the statement game for this franchise to say, "Hey, we're re- we're going to make the Super- we're going to make the Super Bowl and win the darn thing." That was a statement to the league on Monday Night Football, the obliteration of the New England Patriots. But Mike, you know, flipping it on over to what the Saints have done so far in free agency, a lot of restructuring, re-signing Andrews Pete to a five-year deal, maybe a little yeah, too much that. money. But the most interesting one, the big splash, it felt like we weren't going to get one. All of a sudden, you get the big splash of Emmanuel Sanders. How big is that for Drew Brees and this offense? The Saints were almost uh, saying, you know what? Yeah, Bucks, we see your Tom Brady. We're going to raise you an Emmanuel Sanders. How about that? And really... It's the two pieces both football teams need. I mean, the Bucks are a pretty good football team. They need a quarterback. And, but, you know, with that said, they also need a better running game and offensive line. Drew Brees, you know, the Saints have a better defense than the Bucks. The Saints have a markedly better uh, offensive line and running game. The only thing they needed was that compliment to Michael Thomas. And Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, had a big game against the Saints last season. We saw he could have had a huge Super Bowl if Garoppolo would have found him wide open there. He could have been the hero of the Super Bowl. For them to pluck him off the free agent, 
uh, you know, lifeboat or whatever you want to call it, after giving Andrews Pete a deal we never thought we would see. But I think it's it's great because if Pete can stay healthy, he's so versatile and really complements the rest of that offensive line, which I think is arguably the best in the NFL. But yeah, to me, it just showcases how good Michael Thomas has been that he's done it without having that complimentary wide receiver. Now, he got some help from Jared Cook at the end of the year, but to have Jared Cook, Emmanuel Sanders, and now Michael Thomas, uh, football season can't get here fast enough. Exactly. Football season can't get here fast enough, but, you know, we, we need to wait for it to get here. Yeah. When, it get, yeah. when it gets here, like, I think, you know, again, we talk about all, we've talked about it all the time over the last like, couple weeks about the fact, you know, after 9-11, we saw baseball kind of be that return back to some normalcy when George Bush was throwing out the first pitch in the World Series in New York City. Having those kind of moments, having football back being probably the first event or season start at its almost regular time, having that be kind of the real return to normalcy for a lot of people, not just in New Orleans, but across the country, how unreal is, how much, like, of the fan, how electric is? Do you think it's going to be when Week One finally gets here? Well, I can't imagine it not being there, and you couple that with college football too, because college football is, you know, such a, a big part of the sports landscape in this country. You know, right now I have, I have a lot of friends that work in the NBA and that work in the NHL and, I, and in Major League Baseball. Tell I me, mean, I live in Tampa, and spring training is such a big part of the the, the economy here. And I feel for everybody because a lot of those people just get paid if the games go on. I mean, they don't get a salary. It's like owning a business. I mean, they only get paid for showing up. So I really feel for those people. But you know, I would think just based on what has happened around the world and you see the the layers of China and Italy in terms of the progression of the coronavirus and how long it's been there and then how, I guess, everything has calmed down a little bit, you would think by August we would be normal. You know, we don't know that. This is uncharted for all of us. But it's going to affect the preseason. But I think, you know, when you talk about businesses and people losing their jobs, uh, that's really low in the pecking order right now. Mike, can we all agree just eliminate the preseason this year and start the regular season off at, at its regular time? And just have those four weeks as an additional training camp because obviously OTAs and mini camps could be pushed back as well with all this. Well, yeah, I mean, or if you're if you're really greedy, why don't we just extend the season? Because oh, football yeah. is not like baseball where you have to, you know, kind of watch out for the weather because you don't want to be playing a playoff game in Minneapolis if you're baseball. You don't have the World Series there. Maybe push the preseason to one or two games and push the season a little further into 2021. I don't know how they would do that, but, you know, these owners like their TV money. They like having all these games. So I think there's going to be a lot of wiggle room here. I just got to think that by mid-July – you would think we would have a handle and a timetable on all of this, but the unknown is what we're all dealing with right now, and none of us know the answer, and that's the hard part. Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Wish we had more time to talk to you, but we got to take a quick time out. We'll talk to you down the road, maybe a little bit longer next time. Anytime, my friend. All right, Mike Neighbors, part of CSE. You can follow him on Twitter, Mike Neighbors. Coming up next, Luke Mons talking a little bit about what it's like for him dealing with the whole COVID-19 situation as a minor league baseball manager. You'll listen to Under the Dome with CD on 103.7 The Game. Most sports radio shows go up to 10 on the amp, but Under the Dome with CD goes one higher. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? Eastern now, back to the show that brings the heat on Acadiana Sports Station, 1037 The Game. 
Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD on Acadiana Sports Station, 103.7 The Game and 103.7thegame.com, live and local. And we're going to go to a local product, hailing from Lafayette, Louisiana. Now he's in Lowell, Massachusetts, as the manager for the Lowell Spinners, which is the Class A short-season affiliate in the New York Pin League for the Boston Red Sox. We're talking with Luke Montz. He's on the game hotline. Luke, how's it going? Grant, thanks for having me. It's going well. Uh, you know, as we all know, it's, it's different times right now, but I have my wife and my two daughters, and, and things are going well as of now. That is absolutely fantastic to hear, Luke, because I know you, because if I was talking with my parents the other day about, we were talking about it, and, you know, you y'all actually moved up there, right, to Lowell, right? Well, we're there, we're there just for the season. You know, we're, okay. we actually we drove back to Louisiana last night as spring training has been put on a halt. Uh, they have suspended spring training. They locked the doors, you know, and, and just kind of told everybody to go home and, and be with your family and, and take care of this time through this matter. So we just drove back to Louisiana. We're here now safely and just waiting to hear word what's next for Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. Exactly, and it's such a weird time to kind of think about the fact you brought up Major League Baseball suspending all action, spring training, minor league baseball as well. You, you, the season could potentially be starting in like mid-May. The NFL, the MLB draft, excuse me, could very well be pushed back or postponed. It's such a weird time in MLB baseball. This is probably one of the weirdest times in the history of the league. It is, you know, and I, I consider myself fairly young. You know, there's some guys that have been in the game for 40 and 50 years who are still in it in some capacity as a staff member or front office, and, and this has to be one of the weirdest times, you know, they've ever been through. I was talking to guys who've been through strikes and, and did those things. Um, you know, this is just a it's, a it's a crazy impact on the sports world, you know, and but first and foremost, you come to realize that, Sports are not life. You know, it means a lot to us and it means a lot to people. But at this time right now, we have to take care of ourselves, take care of our country, and take care of our families. So it is a it is a very different situation in the sports world, uh, you know, coming from me and, and being at, at spring training with the Boston Red Sox. And for all the guys, all the staff members, all the players, it, it, it's a very shocking time and, and things that are just so unpredictable right now. Talking right now with Luke Motz, the manager currently for the Lowell Spinners once that season gets started in the New York Penn League. And, you know, you spent your first year as a coach with the Portland Sea Dogs, which is their, which is the Red Sox double A affiliate. How was that kind of to help you? Because again, we, we talked about it the last time you were on was the fact that you had been a part manager with the Kane Cutters, the Acadian High baseball team. How much different was this experience compared to past experiences you had as a skipper? You know, it's the, the double A, the higher you go to me, you know, and this all reflects back on my career. I'm a firm believer, and, you know, a lot of people listening or people hear me say this, being a catcher is what really helped me slow the game down as a manager. You know, you see the game from all different aspects. You, you're you involved in just catching. You know, you're involved with the pitchers. You kind of look out on the defense, the base running, controlling the running game. So being in the upper levels really, to me, is a – a little easier managing. The guys are getting closer to the big leagues. They know what they're doing. You just you just want to uh, give those guys support and, and stay with their routines and, and stay positive to those guys, knowing that, you know, double-A and triple-A, you're just a phone call away, Clint. You know, that phone call rings, and you could be in the big leagues the next day. 
And where I am now in, in Lowell, the short season pin, uh, New York Pin League, you know, I got a bunch of young international kids. I got the guys fresh out of the college draft. You know, so you're really trying to start these guys off in pro baseball off the right foot, you know, and, and understand how many games you play and travel and, and what it's like to take care of your body and get sleep and rest. So uh, the double-A level really did help me a lot. Last year, you know, we had a very successful season in Lowell. You know, we had a good draft. And it, just, it helps me slow the game down and see the game in a big picture. Exactly, and it's such a just a wild thing to think about the fact that it's like now you're in that short season league, and you got the international players, players fresh off the draft. You're kind of helping them transition towards that 162 game grind of an MLB season for you. What was that like? That 162 game grind because I know that's just something huge to deal with for a lot of the players. What was it like for you as a catcher? It's a lot, you know, and, and it comes down when it comes down to uh, professionalism, uh, your work ethic, and 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 your, your you know how how serious you are about it, you know. And there's some guys that can go out and do things and, and run around and, and still do it, but to be the best and to, to 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 move up and to climb the ladder, you know, you want to take care of your body, you want to take your pitcher, you want to take care of your innings and your outings, and make sure that you're ready to throw on those five days. If you're a bullpen guy, you know, you want to make sure you have the rest. And catchers, you know, you, you got to, you still want to have fun, but you got to understand it's a long, long season. And, you know, now as a manager, you tell those guys, the off season is yours. You know, and in season, if you want to climb the ladder, and every one of those guys have a dream to play Major League Baseball, you got to take care of your body. You got to get your rest. You got to sleep. You got to get in and out of the hot tub, cold tub, you know, and, and, and keep hitting the weights and, and following the strength and conditioning programs and things like that. So I really took that to heart. I, I really was focused on my career, and I, I really uh, I tried to eat as best I could. I tried to sleep on the bus trips and, and stay healthy to, to, to keep my career going as long as I could, and I was thankful that it worked out that way. Talk right now with Luke Montz, and you know you, you're part of the New Orleans Zephyrs for a bit in the minor leagues. What was that like, being able to play so close to home for a bit? It was awesome. You know, you got to bring guys to my hometown, to Lafayette, and, you know, got to take guys out in New Orleans and show them what the food's all about and, and, and what kind of, you know, the, the, the environment that we live in and the culture here. So it was very cool. You know, we had fans that could come. Me and my wife were there and people that could just come drive up and watch me play in New Orleans was close. So, you know, people say you might get tired of playing so close to your hometown, and I don't, I don't believe that would ever, you know, play a factor you love that. You love when people can come out, watch you, and support you, and, and cheer you on. You know, even if it's AAA level, it means a lot. You know, so that was a very fun summer. Uh, it's a very fun travel league. You know, there's some cool teams in that, cool cities in that league, and uh, I had a great time playing for the Zephyrs that one year. Talk right now, Luke Montz, and I think one of the big things that I was thinking about when you mentioned it earlier in your interview was the fact that you have both, you've experienced both spring training as a player. You also have experienced it as a manager. What what have you noticed kind of the difference between you experiencing spring training as a player versus spring training now as a skipper and you're learning with all these guys within the Red Sox organization? That's an awesome question. You know, I, I laugh when I say this and we all talk about it. I'll never strike out again. You know, I'll, I'll never <laughs> have to step in the batter's box and go out there and, and I miss the competing, yeah, but, you know, it's it's just fun to watch these guys compete and get after it and know that their livelihood, their their dreams are on the line. You know, these guys are fighting for jobs, the same as what 
I did and so many players and all of our staff did at one point. You know, you go out there and you're trying to make a club. You're trying to you're trying to stick around. You know, you're trying to get to the big leagues. And, you know, as a manager, you just really step back. And you, to me, you just soak it all up, you know, and, and, and you give so much support to these guys. You push them in a way, you know, and you just – but you want to be there for them. You want to be positive to them. You you want to you want to help them in every way that you can, knowing that these guys are grinding, you know. And, and it's tough on the men on the on the staff side because there's guys that are not going to make it to the club. You know, there's guys that are going to lose their jobs, and and that's one of the hardest parts of the game. Clint is is letting the guy know, you know, he's been released or he's moving on, and, and you know, you just pray those guys can can pick up with somebody else or you know just continue their life and, and keep going. So. On this side of it, it's a, it's a lot different. You know, like I said, you're not out there fighting for your job, looking over your shoulder and, and, and hoping not getting released and things like that. But you just want to be there for these players, support them, give them the best you can, and, and work your butt off. And I couldn't agree more because it just it's it's wild to think that you know you you've been, you've done a lot of different things with a lot of different organizations, and you talked about the last time about how you wound up kind of getting into the managing thing, and you know. You had Bob Melvin, manager. He's still the manager for the Oakland A's, right? He still is, yeah. And Bob Melvin was a big influence in you kind of pursuing this post-baseball, right? He was, for sure. You know, he was a – you know, you come across so many great people in the game. You know, I had a chance to play for almost 14 years, and the number of managers I came across, hitting coaches, pitching coaches, just staff members, you know, from field coordinators to – uh, pitching coordinators that you meet so many people and and so many people touch your lives in a positive way or a negative way and you look back and you say you know this well shucks i want to do things like this this is how i want to do and treat my players and, and and respect my guys and earn the respect from them and bob melvin was a was a huge huge part of that in my career you know i was with Oakland for two years and got to spend a little bit of time in uh, the big leagues with him and got to spend pretty much two full years in big league camp with him you know and and just standing by him and talking to him and, and the way that he would respond back and talk was, it meant a lot to me as a player. You know, it meant a lot. The things that he told me, you know, that was between him and I, it, it stuck in my head and it's just carried over to, to what I'm doing now, the managing side of the game, you know, and what do we want? We want what's best for the players. We want what's best for our team. You know, we want right, right now I'm a, I'm a Boston Red Sox. We want what's best for the Boston Red Sox organization. So it, it, it really helped me in a tremendous way of, how I handle things, how I speak to people, how I communicate, and it goes a long ways. You know, Luke, how have things been kind of in that Red Sox organization as of late, obviously with Alex Cora being let go before uh, back in January and this whole situation with the sign-stealing scandal? What has it been like kind of in that organization as a whole? It, it's different, I'll tell you that much. And, you know, so will a lot of other people, it, it's very different. You know, you, we trade Mookie Betts. And uh, David Price, and we, you know we, we 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 get three guys back, and you know we have a new GM, Heim Bloom, and you know getting to talk to him, such a nice guy, and, and such a such a big at heart baseball man. You know he's been with the Tampa Rays for the last fourteen or fifteen years of his career, and you know he's, he's he wants what's best for the Boston Red Sox, and that's to go out and win and win World Championships, and and that's what the Boston Red Sox are all about. You know we're a family, uh, the the players. Are, are most important and we work hard you know we get after it but it's been a lot different you know the, the Mookie Betts thing was a, was a big thing for the Boston Red Sox and but you learn in this game Clint you know you, you got to turn the page and move on you know and that's what we're doing we spring training was going well 
you know, I'm on the minor league side and, and we were rolling, but we communicate with the big league staff and we talk to guys and, you know, we're a, a door that separates us away, you know, so um, our guys were getting after it and, and playing well and, and, and looking forward to the 2020 season, you know, and, and that's what's happened with all his players. You know, Mookie Best got to turn the page and he's a Dodgers now and he's playing for the Dodgers and, and life goes on, you know, so things were going the right direction. Everybody was excited and, you know, getting the two prospects we got in the minor leagues and Alex Verdugo in the big leagues, you know, is, is, is something to watch for. And Luke, a couple more questions before I let you go. And the first one I need to ask without a doubt is like, you're, you're with the little spinners now, the, the, you know, what do you think's next for you in your managing career? Like is right here, right now, you've, you've been doing this for the last three years. This will be your third season. How, where do you see yourself, let's say, in a couple of years' time? Do you see yourself with the spinners, or do you see yourself moving up? I see myself moving up, Clint. That's, you know, I, you know, in, in three years, you, you put that on me, and, and I see myself on a major league staff. You know, I, um, you know, it's, it's just what I want to do. And you know, some guys have different dreams. Some guys have different feelings. Some guys have uh, different mindsets. And you know, I. I, I I want to manage up there. You know, I do third base or first base coaching up there. You know, some guys just have that mindset of being in the minor leagues. That's what they love, and so do I. You know, but I have a a, a, a vision and a mindset of, of managing up there. And the things that I've, you know, I've talked to so many great people, and you know, speaking to Bo Mel, and, and this summer having to spend a lot of quality time with Tony Larusa in my office, being so close to Boston. You know, it's just picking his brain about what he went through and, you know, and, and my agent when I played was Billy Martin Jr. His dad was Billy Martin Sr. You know, it's just, I feel like my, my mindset is on the same as those guys, you know, and, 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 and that's my, that's my goal right now is to keep climbing the ladder. But, you know, I, first and foremost, I do whatever the Red Sox ask me to do, you know, and um, I'm very thankful to have a job and, and keep climbing the ladder and, and doing that. But if you ask me in two or three years, I see myself up there working with a, with a, professional staff and, and being at the big league level and one more and this is just more because you're a lot closer with the mlb organizations than i am and you probably have a better idea of this when do you think the mlb could be back in action i know this is a very fluid situation but right here right now when do you expect the mlb season to really get kicked kick started you know and i'm glad you you asked it like that clint I, you know they shot for you know, mid-May, they did the 30-day thing. And, you know, in all perspective, I think everybody, you know, myself, opinionated, like, I, I don't think anything will happen until June 1st, uh, post-June post 1st, you know, if it was mid-June. or Now, if things turn the corner and, and go a different direction and, and, and we could get heated back up again, because, you know, the one thing that the, the, the fans of baseball, you know, guys like you understand is, you know, NBA basketball and NHL, they got to get in a little bit of shape and do some running. And baseball, we got to get back in a spring training, some kind of mode. Pitchers got to ramp up their arms again, you know, and pitchers got to get their innings up before they can get on the mound and, and take a, 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 the mound in a regular season, you know. So that's what the talks are about is, okay, if we're going to start here, but we got to have a little two-week, three-week spring training again to get these guys going and, you know, get those bullpen guys throwing the ball again. So, if you ask me right now, and, and hopefully I'm close and I don't swing and miss, I'd say June, June 15th is when MLB, because MLB is going to come way before the minor league season, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that just brings up another interesting point of this is if the season starts June 1st, do you just kind of like play a shortened season and just kind of cut your losses from there? 
Yeah, you you would have to. You know, I mean, there, there, there's no way they would get a get a 162 game schedule in starting in June. You know, and and at least the major league guys could still have a season and, and roll from there. Um, you know, and like we all know, as sports fans and, and staff members, MLB is going to be first, and then the minor league guys, you know, would come next. And you know, if you ask me, AAA and AA are your, ne- your two next important. You know, you got to have some AAA guys and AA guys for the MLB season. So. As far as what goes in the minor leagues, Clint, that's so far up in the air. And, you know, we, we just we're, we're, we'll, we'll hear news each and every day. We, we talk, we have conference calls, and just waiting to see what they say. You know, it's, uh, our guys are talking to MLB um, commissioner and, and baseball guys every day to try to figure this out. But as we all know right now, you know, it's, it's kind of on the back burner. You know, it, it spoke about it, and it, life's important right now. I think we got we to clear this up and, and keep everybody healthy and, and then move forward with sports. Exactly. We need to keep everybody healthy, and that goes double for y'all. Best wishes to you and your family. I'm glad y'all back in Lafayette, Louisiana, the heart of Cajun country. You enjoy you enjoy the time with your family, man. Stay healthy. Stay stay safe out there. And I'll talk to you down the road. Same to you. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, Luke. Thank you again, Luke Mons. Absolutely fantastic interview. Last time we had him on was like right before the minor league season got started, and that was a tremendous interview. It was too short, so I was glad to get, get a little bit of an extended run with him. Maybe a little bit too long, but you know what? It's my show. You can do what I want. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Under the Dome with CD, wrapping it up in a nice little, little teeny tiny bow right here on 103.7 The Game at 103.7thegame.com. Every time CD takes the mic, is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Now, let's get back to Under the Dome with CD on Acadiana Sports Station, 1037 The Game. Just before we close up shop here on 1037 The Game, the famous CD is looking to fire off one more take before dropping the mic. Is it going to be a hot one? Or is it going to be the one that he'd like to take back six months down the road? Let's listen in and find out. I was talking with Alan Michael about it earlier on in the program, and that was WrestleMania 36 being alive for two nights. It's so big, not even one night can contain it. My thought process is this is needs to be two nights permanently. Because honestly, I'd much rather watch maybe a three, four hour show over the and make that two nights versus seven hours and it's one night and it feels like it never ends. Give me two days worth of WrestleMania. I think that would be the best case scenario for all parties involved. No, not everybody cares about WrestleMania and pro graps, but guess what? I do. And I feel like that should be a take that I'm willing to take to the grave. I talked about it a lot like last year after Wrestle Kingdom announced it, possibly WrestleMania being Two nights. I think it's a smart idea. It's a smart business decision if there ever was one. And that's my one last take. Keeping it simple. Keeping it short. Keeping it sweet large because we ran along with Luke Montz. Thanks to him. Thanks to Mike Neighbors. And especially thanks to Alan Michael live from the Uso Penitentiary where he's on lockdown. I think it's just shelter in place, which is the terminology we're going, they're, they're going to use. Shelter in place. Make sure you stay safe and stay sane during these trying times. As long as I'm willing to get here into the game studios, 
We'll have a show next week, 10 a.m. to noon, right here on 103.7 The Game and 103.7thegame.com. Peace out, everybody.